for the first time in months, watching the Yankees doesn't feel like a chore. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and with me, as always, is my producer, Steve Renato. Steve, what's going on? They're winning. They're winning, Stacey. They're <laughs> playing pretty good baseball right now. Uh, hey, thanks so much for clicking on the show here today. We have a preview of the final game against the Detroit Tigers. Can the Yankees sweep? Can they push to a six-game winning streak? We're going to talk about that a little bit later on, get you a pitching preview as we always do. We also wanted to ask the question, what if, we've kind of been doing that a little bit lately, but this time, what if they called up all the rookies earlier? Mm. <laughs> we got some numbers to break down for you. But first, AC, Jason Dominguez going deep last night. The rookies coming out in a big way. Dominguez, three for four, gives the Yankees the lead with the homer in the third. That was massive. Uh, and, and the one thing I wanted to kind of call out here early is I've been very impressed with Jason Dominguez's ability here in his first five games at attacking fastballs that are over the plate mm -hmm. and he's just his pitch recognition has really impressed me so far yeah it's he's he's the real deal he's gonna be fun i mean you know they're gonna be growing pains but right now this is fun to watch he just you know he walks out there with a smile on his face he looks like he has no cares in the world and not in a bad way because some players can play like that and it's kind of a bad thing but for him it's just He's a pleasure to watch. I'm loving it so far. I know it's a very small sample size, but it's really cool to see what he's doing. Yeah. I'm curious to see how, how a pitchers adjust mm -hmm. B how soon they adjust. Right. Because yeah. What's the sample size on their mind? Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's enough for them to warrant, Hey, I can't beat him with my fastball. Right. So yeah. Paul O'Neill mentioned that in the broadcast last night. And he was like, you know, pitchers are going to start not throwing him that fastball anymore, but you know, we'll see how long that takes for them to do that. But he said right now, he's just having fun with it. <laughs> yeah. Again, he's, he's attacking fastballs that are over the plate. The Homer he did hit, uh, it was kind of in on the hands. He had to come in and get it a little bit. So uh, impressive. You know, we know the strength is obviously there. It's been there for years. Um, so for him to pull his hands in on that and, and get it out to right is is impressive. And uh, I've been with impressed with him so far. What's not to be impressed with? Uh, obviously, uh, the numbers are great. He's got five game hitting streak. He's homering every other day at this point. So, I mean, there's there's little to complain about. And uh, we haven't really seen the growing pains yet again all grain of salt here. This is the smallest sample size. It literally hasn't even been a week. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but besides him, Stace, I mean, the other rookies showing up too. How about Oswald Peraza last night? How about Oswald Peraza recently? Um, three for four last night, ripped an RBI double. He looks like he's figured it out the, at the plate. Looks like his timing is down. He isn't uh, chasing as much as he was just, what, two weeks ago. So, I mean, th this is the Oswald Peraza I know and love. Yes, I am enjoying this and he also defensively playing where he's playing he made a play tonight that he couldn't get the runner out because it was such a crazy play he had to dive for the ball but the fact that he even got to the ball and was able to release the ball and throw it to dj was pretty impressive 
Yeah, it was a little nice little diving stop to his left-hand side. And, you know, we've talked about it. He hasn't really played third base prior to this season in, in reality. And for him to make adjustments like that, I mean, we know the glove is there. I know the glove is there. I think it's it's arguably his best tool is that glove. Um, so, I mean, I I still think this guy's a limit for Oswald Peraza, man. I still think he's going to be an all-star. Um, he's just so, so talented. Um, and you saw, you're starting to see it now. You're really starting to see it. He's starting to get more comfortable. Um, you know, he's, he's attacking pitches that he knows he can hit, uh, the Yankees, just the series have really attacked fastballs really well. Um, yeah. and that, that of course comes, but the other side of that is the Tigers have just been throwing it over the plate a lot too. Um, you know, they score four runs last night, so it's nothing crazy, but again, they're attacking that fastball, which is, which is impressive and, and what you want to see, because again, two weeks ago, Yankees offense isn't doing that at all. Yeah. And see what happens when you play someone a lot and they start to hit instead of, you know, sitting them down three games, putting them in, sitting them down two games, putting them in. Yeah. yeah. Shocking. <laughs> uh, Stace, I wanted to get to, to Greg Weissert in a little bit here when we're talking about the rookies, but I guess it makes more sense to talk about the starting pitcher last night. Of course, Clark Schmidt. Um, no notes. <laughs> he kind of he, he kind of lost it there in the seventh. His command had definitely run dry. I think he was pretty tired at that point. Yeah. Uh, that sweeper was looking real nice. Uh, he got some swings and misses on that. His cutter was looking really good. So, I mean, this is just building off of his last outing, which was building off the outing before that, which was building off the outing for that. Uh, every time he takes the mound, I've said it a couple of times now, Stace, he just gives the Yankees a chance to win. Yeah. Um, after that iffy first, he retired 16 in a row uh, and he had the out pitch working seven strikeouts like he was just looking really I was impressed. And I I saw some people on Twitter last night complaining, you know, oh, it's the third time through the lineup. This always happens with him. I said, all right, we'll do grain of salt here. Yes, but also it is hot. It is humid. It is gross here. He was up to 99 pitches in the seventh inning. I will excuse him for this this time. It wasn't even a bad, like, you know, uh, not like a total meltdown where he gave up four runs in the inning or something like that. He just kind of lost it a bit because it, this was a pretty long outing for him. And it was a very slow moving game as well. Yeah. Um, but nice job by him. And what I really loved is when he was taken out of the game, how happy the dugout was for him. They all yeah. were congratulating him. He had the biggest smile on his face because as we spoke about on the previous show, who was expecting this out of Clark Schmidt? Not too many people were. And his teammates are thrilled for him because they realize without him, they'd be in real big trouble this season. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. You you mentioned the out pitch, Stacey, for Clark Schmidt, which is something that we um, had kind of put on notice uh, for everydayers of this show, what, April? Yeah. April, maybe even spring training, we may have even talked about it. Uh, so to, for, for him to see, for us to see him adjusting and getting better throughout the season is A, amazing, but B, a, a great character development. Yeah. Um, and what I really noticed with him last night, and you know, maybe I've subconsciously noticed it over his last couple of outings, but really in, in Wednesday night's start, what I really started to see is um, he's doing a great job of starting his breaking stuff. And I'm talking about the sweeper in, in particular. He's starting his breaking stuff on the corners, which mm -hmm. is obviously letting it break out of the zone. So that is everything you want out of any pitcher ever is, is for their, that, that's how your breaking stuff works. 
That's how yeah. you keep people honest. That's how you keep people guessing. And, you know, it, it could look as a, you know, every now and then, if you're really, really paying attention, you may notice that. But hitters are noticing that. Every single time they take into that box, they know that he can break one off of the plate like that. But you don't know what it's going to be. You know, we've talked about a lot of pitching stuff this year. And everydayers have learned, I hope, a lot about pitching this year. And I've talked a lot about mechanics. I've talked about... um you know, mentality on the mound and the way you attack. And I've talked about tunneling uh, recently. And that's all that gets played into for Clark Schmidt, right? Is if you're able to tunnel your pitches, that makes all of them so much better. That makes your breaking stuff on the corner so much better because it looks like a fastball. It looks like your cutter. It looks like your whatever. But if it at the last second splits away out of the box, no one's going to hit it. So that that's really what I've noticed out of Clark. And I've been very impressed with his ability to, to adapt to that. So... There was one particular uh, pitch sequence, and I can't remember who it was to, maybe Torkelson, and he got him on a strikeout, and I can't remember what inning it was. But I have to say, I like the job that Wells and Schmidt did together tonight. Yes, yes, they did a nice job uh, for them, you know, still getting to know each other. Um, Let's talk about Greg Weissert's stace real quickly. That was massive. My goodness, the eighth <laughs> inning to come in, Wandy was gassed. Um, oh, yeah. I, I agreed with every single move Boone made last night, by the way. Wanted to point that out. I would have let Clark face that one more batter. I would have let Wandy, I would have let Wandy face Kerry Carpenter, lefty lefty, and I would have called in Weiss right there. No notes on that, Booney. I'm right there with you. I was right there with uh, with you the whole way. But for him to come in and K Matt Veerling, uh awesome. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> and uh for him to get that opportunity, A amazing B for him to come through even better. Yep. I was very happy with that. And um, I'd like to apologize to Greg Weiser for doubting you ever because I kind of did. I was a little nervous and, uh, and then I realized, eh, all the Yankees do is win now. So I shouldn't have worried. Then, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, they started, they've been doing that with Greg Weiser for a while. He's been the closer in Scranton Wilkes-Barre the last couple of years. So, um, you know, he knows that situation. He's come into that situation in jams, late, gets out of it, and he did it again. Incredible. Great work from Greg Weiser. Great work from the Yankees. They're pitching well. Uh, they hit just enough last night. The rookie's really coming through. Fifth straight victory, Stacy. Third series win in a row. Are you surprised? No. Not today. I would have been surprised <laughs> last week about this, but not today. I just feel like things are going really well for them, and they're playing the way they should have been playing all season mm-hmm. now a game <laughs> over 500 stay 70 and 69 and you mentioned how they should have been playing all season could this have been changed earlier we're going to discuss that here in just a second don't forget to drop your questions for fan mail friday you only have one more chance this is our thursday show so tomorrow's show fan mail friday we're answering your questions all right we're gonna step aside one time here we come back what if they call them up earlier let's discuss For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. 
So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. Back now on Locked On Yankees. Hey, Yankees Tigers, one more time tonight. You can listen to it on SiriusXM. Download the SiriusXM app today in whatever app store you use. And, of course, every day, as you guys already know, every Friday, Fan Mail Friday. And that includes, by the way, throughout the off season. So we're going to keep doing that once we head past October 1st. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss tomorrow's show. And, of course, you can drop a comment down below. Reply to that pinned comment. That's the way you get your questions in. All right, Stacy, inevitable question here. <laughs> the Yankees are on a five-game winning streak. Jason Dominguez is not lost in Major League Baseball yet. <laughs> and I know where I, I can I can see the future, right? It's like floating around me. Why were why weren't they called up earlier? Why didn't why didn't they call him up? Why didn't they make it in spring training? Okay. I'll play your little game. Let's play your <laughs> little game. All right, Stacy, I picked uh I picked the day. A day before things felt like the wheels were falling off. Mm. And just a nice, easy round number. Or right. Perfect, perfect day. July 1st. Let's go back to July 1st. Into the time machine. The standings on July 1st. The Yankees were in third place in the American League East. Nine and a half games back, but were nine games over 500. At 46 and 37, coming off of a win. They had won six of their last 10. Okay, nine games over. Solid, right? Solid. Mm -hmm. At this point of the season, Aaron Judge is not playing. Uh, at this point of the season, Aaron Hicks is gone. But, uh, you know, it, it feels like the the wheels are starting to wobble a little mm. bit. A little bit. We're, we're limping to the All-Star break, right? Just trying to get to the All-Star break. <laughs> the Yankees ended up going 10 and 15 in July. Then they ended up going to 10 and 18 in August. And that's where we find ourselves, right? Is because of that, the Yankees fall well below 500 at that point. Uh, Aaron Judge comes back to the team on July 28th, right? And that did not make much of a difference overall in August. But right now, the Yankees have a lot of life and a lot of youth. Just without looking at the numbers, Stacey, that I have pulled up for us. Do you think this would have happened had they called Peraza, Dominguez, Pereira, Wells on July 1st? Again, a, a random day. Do I think they would have been as bad? Do you think it would have helped? Gut feeling. No, no, because they weren't that bad. I feel like because they did so badly in July and August, that not that they're not playing for something but i feel like the injection of youth wouldn't have been as big of a boost back then because they weren't doing as badly does that make them yeah and you also got to try and put yourself in the mindset of would they have played 
right? right? Like th- there, there's that, a lot of factors at play here. It's, yeah. You can say all that, but I think circumstance made the Yankees make these moves because they really were like, well, screw it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like Because they didn't have that mentality on July 1st. They're right. in it to win it at, on July 1st. Right. So yeah. it's, it makes it a little different. Um, mm-hmm. Here are the numbers, Stacey. Jason Dominguez entering July 1st. I picked this day because this is when Jason Dominguez turned his season around. And I just wanted to remind everybody of that. <laughs> entering July, Jason Dominguez was slashing with Somerset. 197, 345, 357. He was coming off of a June in which he slugged 309, which mm. if you don't know deep numbers, that's awful. That's that really bad. Awful. That yeah. is very, very bad. <laughs> Let alone for a power hitter. That mm-hmm. was terrible. A terrible June. Oswald Peraza started his July going six for his first 20. He had a double, a homer, four, dri- uh, four driven in, and five walks in five games. So he got off to a nice start there in July. Remember, he was coming off of an oblique strain uh, in late June. It was like mid to late June. Everson Pereira. Come July, played two games with Somerset. Then he got called up to AAA. Uh, And once he did that, he took off, right? He was playing well in Somerset, took off in July. 325, 366, 584 in that month was Granton Wilkes-Barre, his first taste of AAA baseball. Uh, Austin Wells got off to a pretty decent start to begin the month as well. He went seven for his first 26, nine driven in, two walks, and a homer in his first seven games. And, of course, as we know, Jason Dominguez went off in July. Mm. That is when everything turned around for him. So now knowing all this, and remember that Dominguez was in double-A, Wells is in double-A, Pereira is just getting called up to triple-A. Do you think the Yankees would have been better or worse in July had they done what they did on September 1st back on July 1st? Remember, the Yankees went 10 and 15. Would they be better than 10 and 15 in July? If those guys were playing as well as they did in those other teams, then yes, because (laughs) they would have been hitting better than a lot of the guys were for the Yankees at the time because July was rough. Yeah. I think when we look back on it, it's going to be easy for a lot of people to say, why didn't they call them up earlier? But we, yeah. <laughs> but you, you got to remember where we're at at that time. Right. Dominguez was playing awful. Yeah. It was one of the worst stretches of his young career. And he completely turned things around. Oswald's coming off of an oblique strain. Uh, he had a pretty good April, had a real good May, and then got hurt. Wells is fine. Pereira was fine. He was good. You know, but these at this time, especially with three of the four of them in double A, you're thinking they're not sniffing the majors this year. Right. Yeah. No, that's people in the comments are like, oh, you guys said Dominguez wasn't coming up. It's like, well, it's very special circumstances. Yes. Obviously, we didn't see any of this happening. Did we see when we spoke about how the season was going to be? We didn't envision any of this. No, none of it, (laughs) because no one really could. You really couldn't. You couldn't realistically look at the situation and go, oh, well, Jason Dominguez is playing his first year in double A. He'll be the September call up. Yeah, 
what <laughs> right even considering his spring training mm -hmm. and you're not no one was like look people know who austin wells was but you didn't know who austin wells was at the start of the year give me a break mm -hmm. you didn't yeah. you didn't give me a deep everydayers maybe you did Right. Because you know the system in and out, and you're hardcore. The average Yankee fan, you didn't know who Everson Pereira was. No. <laughs> no chance. They all had monster years, or at least monster latter halves of the year. Yeah. Remember, Wells was hurt. <laughs> Wells was hurt for a good chunk of time, too. So, again, I'm just, this is more just to get out ahead of it, Stace, because I know there are people already thinking it. Why didn't they do oh, this early? Oh, already. Oh, yeah. 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 Again, you could have maybe made the case in just. You could have maybe made the case in August. Yes. But even then, but, for guys like Dominguez, who's still in double A, uh, you're going, man, that's a big fast track. Because um, the Yankees they don't usually that. do that. <laughs> yeah. And they weren't that out of it at that point. Remember, they were, quote unquote, all in at the deadline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just wanted to get that off my chest. All right. We're going to step aside one more time. When we come back, Yankees, Tigers, one more time. Can they sweep the series? Back here on Lockdown, Yankees, Sirius XM is the place to listen to all Yankees games this season. Download the Sirius XM app today. Eduardo Rodriguez taking the ball today, Stace, against Carlos Rodon. We did not see... Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez last time in that series in Detroit. He's coming off of a good one against the White Sox. Six and two thirds, six hits, a run, two walks, and seven Ks against Chicago. He's pitched pretty well against underperforming teams this season, but he has struggled against good teams, save the Minnesota Twins. So, Stacy, I wanted to ask you, right now, I don't care what the rest of the season looks like, are the Yankees an underperforming or are they a good team right now? Ooh. <laughs> I think they're a good team right now. Like right now at this moment, I think they're a good team. So does that bode well for the Yankees tonight against Erod? Mm -mm. They might do their uh, not doing anything against the starter thing and getting into the bullpen if they can maybe, maybe only have him pitch six innings. Um, you know, they got to Matt Manning because Stanton nearly uh, tore his foot off with a comebacker. Yeah. He had to be taken out of the game. Uh, you know, the Yankees were kind of lucky there. Like, I know people complain that Stanton didn't do anything on Wednesday night, but uh, he did kind of help the team there by getting Manning out of the game. He smoked that ball. I mean, ugh, that was, I, I was, that worried me. I'm surprised he made that play because he got hit hard with that ball. Um, but you never know because, you know, the Yankees are doing that weird thing where they're uh, struggling against bad pitchers, or at least they were before this streak, and doing well against good pitchers. And, I'm trying to remember how they do historically against Erod, like guys that have been there for a while, because you know he was with the Red Sox for a while, and they see him and they know who he is. So, um, I think they can win and do okay against him. I think so. We'll see. It's, like, we'll it's see. not gonna be like a high, high scoring game. It might be another thing like Wednesday where they do like a four three and it's kind of sweaty, but they pull it out kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, they've won five in a row. They haven't lost with the kids, and um, you know, and it's eight of nine right now. now, right? Is it eight yeah. of nine? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So they are playing good baseball right now. Um, mm -hmm. And that's all that really matters is they're playing good right now. And that's how they're going to look going into today. Carlos Rodon has uh, been the curious, maybe the most curious case all season long uh, for any Yankee. Five innings, three hits, two earned with a homer, a hit batter, a walk and four K's his last time out five days ago. 
he's he's been struggling with that efficiency and, and working yep. deeper into ball games which hey you got nearly seven out of um out of clark last night so your pen's not you know itching to or not uh you know limping here Wandy yeah, obviously unavailable but you know they, they <laughs> could pick up some slack it's not like the flip side right i mean the pen had to work all night last night for detroit so uh they really needed water rodriguez to step up here but rodone I, I it's really it's getting that third out man once two you know it's it's him struggling deep counts things like that not finishing hitters especially recently um, you know, when he, since he's come off of the, the IL again. So that, that's really what I'm looking out for him here tonight is finishing off hitters. Yeah. I'd like for him to go at least six. Can we get six? That'd be great. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Carlos Rodon back on the mound here tonight. Uh, again, 705 first pitch Yankees looking for the sweep and, uh, Stacy and myself looking to get that bold prediction point slash points out of this thing here tonight. You can catch that again. 705 first pitch. We'll see. Uh, we'll see who Rodone has behind the plate tonight. I'm curious on that as well. Again, where's Higgy? It's been mm -hmm. a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's been a real while. So we'll see who he has behind the plate, who he chooses. Uh, you know, starting pitchers have a say in that. So we'll see. Don't forget tomorrow's fan mail Friday. You guys already know that. Drop your questions, reply to that pin comment here on the YouTube side. Join our subtext if you want to skip the line subtextures. Get priority for fan mail Friday and a bunch of other perks. All right, that's going to do it for today's Locked On Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.